Welcome to Spirits of Whiskey. We explore the wide world of whiskey through the many colorful personalities who make it, promote it, write about it, and more. With each podcast, Carrie Moynihan, a certified bourbon steward and bartender, and yours truly, Philip Dobar, director of the Cocktail Collection, interview whiskey's most important names. From high-profile makers, blenders, and ambassadors, to out-of-the-way innovators and remote pioneers. Join us as we discover the people and elements that give the water of life its spirit. It is Whiskey Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021, and you're listening to episode 47. Today, we speak with Caitlin Sai about her award-winning role with Cavalon Whiskey. But first, stay tuned for this week's Whiskey Chronicles. Japanese whiskey long ago established itself as a major player on the world whiskey stage. But since Japan's first distillery, Yamazaki, started producing whiskey in 1924, just what does and does not constitute Japanese whiskey has never been codified. According to Eli Refeld, co-founder of High Road Spirits, an American importer of Japanese whiskies, as long as there was a drop of malt or it touched Japan and it had aged in a barrel, you could label it as Japanese whiskey and there was no one who could stop you. But on February 12th of this year, the Japan Spirits and Liqueurs Makers Association published standards for labeling Japanese whiskey. And for the whiskey world, this is a very big deal. The new regulations, which took effect April 1st, define just what goes into a Japanese whiskey and requires that all production take place in Japan. Makers have three years to align their production processes and labeling practices with the new standards. And while the new standards are just that, standards, the National Diet, Japan's bicameral legislature, almost certainly will adopt these as law, and so they'll be recognized by the United States, European Union, and other international trading blocs. While several makers, particularly the larger ones with well-established international profiles, Suntory and Nika, for instance, either anticipated the coming changes or already observed the conventions of the world's other major producers, many producers and brands, particularly the smaller ones, are very much in conflict with the standards and must make significant changes to either their production processes or labeling practices or both. And while the question of whether whiskey made from rice, because of its use of koji, or mold, in fermentation, a process unique to Japan, is whiskey, is not addressed by the new standards, and thus remains open, the coming changes will be unequivocally good for one invested party, the consumer. No more misleading labels, no more questions as to the source of the ingredients in that bottle of Japanese whiskey, or even whether it was made in Japan. From Japan to Taiwan, our Asian theme continues. Up next, we speak with Caitlin Tsai from Cavalon Whiskey. Stay with us. The Center for Culinary Culture, home to the Cocktail Collection, has a YouTube channel, Eats, Drinks, TV. Streaming now are cocktails, the grand tour, culinary quickies, music and booze with Mo, V is for Vino, Complete Greek, and this podcast, Spirits of Whiskey. Find us on YouTube at Eat Strengths TV and subscribe now. The Center for Culinary Culture, telling the story of food and drink, one taste at a time. Today on Spirits of Whiskey, we have a very special guest. We have with us Caitlin Tsai of Kavalan Distillery in Taiwan. Caitlin? Welcome. I know you and I have talked briefly before. You won quite the accolade last year. Yes. You were named Whiskey Ambassador of the Year. 
by the World Whiskey Awards. Is that correct? Yes. Hello, everyone. My name is Caitlin, and I'm really, I feel really humble to receive this incredible award. I think the owner should go to the whole Kaplan team. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Oh, how magnanimous. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so you serve as a brand ambassador and the global public relations officer at Kavalan, correct? Yes, that's true. I'm based in Kavalan Distillery. So if any time uh, you want to visit Kavalan Distillery, maybe you can find me there. And I would love to guide you an in-depth distillery tour. Oh. She's showing you all the facilities at Kavalan Distillery. What an invitation, because yes. we have your mobile number. <laughs> so we're just going to text you at three in the morning. <laughs> We're going to whiskey drunk text you at three in the morning and say, We're here. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Say, walking in the uh, theory. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know how much Philip told you about how the show came to be, but we were working on a whiskey pilot, cooking show pilot. And with COVID lockdown, we decided, well, we'll have to put filming on hold, obviously, but we wanted to keep our fans involved. So we started this podcast. Yeah. And one of the things we are hoping to do as soon as COVID is over is get back out on the road with the TV show. So hopefully we can come visit you. That would be great. Yeah. I think. In springtime, Kavandisil, you can see a lot of beautiful cherry blossoms. Right now, we have uh, several, several in front of our second distillery. So, so you can pay a visit to Kavandisil and enjoy the whiskey at our newly revamped Kavand Garden Hall. Wow, awesome! It's a very beautiful place. Yeah, with a Kavand Garden bar, tasting room, and also a DIY blending whiskey lab. Wow. So you can create your own Kavala whiskey by blending by four different expressions from Kavala. That's incredible. Oh, that's awesome. So let me ask you, we always start out each interview asking our guests about their whiskey journey. So as a child, did you ever imagine that your career would be as this fantastic whiskey person that's involved with so many different levels and now an award-winning person on top of that? I would say uh, I haven't imagined that I will be that kind of person because before joining Kabbalan, my career was actually in the film industry. Oh, nice. Yeah. At that time, I was hired by both Taiwan Cinema and two party two projects. One is an award-winning environmental documentary film, Beyond Beauty, Taiwan From Above, and a feature film about an air ambulance rescue team. Oh, wow. So, but tragically, the director, uh, Chief Ling, he died in a helicopter crash while carrying out aerial filming. So actually, after completing the memorial exhibition and concert for Director Chi, I returned to my hometown in Yilan, where the distillery is based. Wow. I thought through why I had a deep passion for the sequel of The Young Beauty Town from above. Because actually, that movie can let people around the world know more about this small but beautiful country. And they will be astonished by the nature of beauties and also are saddened by some dark places on this island. Wow. So it is also a wake-up call to develop people's awareness of environmental protection and also Taiwanese cultural identity and the feeling of uh, Taiwanese cultural awareness. Wow. That is my story before joining Kabbalah. <laughs> That's awesome. So what did you do on the film? Were you like a producer or were you a talent? 
Yeah, I'm a production assistant, but sometimes I have to write the proposal to raising funds. Okay. Yeah, and also to do a lot of, yes, a lot of work. <laughs> Caitlin, as it happened, you and I have the same degree from UCLA. Oh, Reading over your okay. bio, I saw, oh, 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 2014, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. like I did the same program. Wow. So anyway. I have a partial certificate from UCLA. Wow, amazing. <laughs> really enjoy the time taking the certificate there. Yeah. yeah, it's a small world. So Yeah, really small world. Were you guys doing it at the same time even, Philip? No, oh. no. We were some years apart. Yeah. But it's funny. Here's what I'm doing with mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caitlin is selling whiskey and apparently doing it very well. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) So were you a whiskey fan when you started working in the whiskey industry or did you just kind of happen upon it? I think I I visited Cabernet Sauvignon many times while growing up because my hometown is in Ilan. The the first time I tried whiskey neat was right there in Cabernet Sauvignon at the public tasting area a few years before I started working for the company. So I remember there were so many nosing samples of different expressions on the table and they gave me one region of Cabernet Classic. Today we are going to taste this this whiskey. I'm already tasting it, but sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna wait to have her tell me which order we should do it in, but okay. yeah. yeah, but I can't recall how surprised I was at the it's very mellow and multi layer aroma. And it's forty percent if you whiskey at that time I think for me that will be very alcoholic. But I am surprised that it didn't burn that off. And I found its aroma to almost be a very pleasant male perfume. Mm-hmm. So that really gave me confidence in the palatability of Kavalan's whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm convinced that Kavalan has changed the industry, making quality about maturity and not about the age. Yeah. So, so in 2016, uh, it happened, Kavan Desir was recruiting a brand ambassador. I, I knew there were so many invisible champions in Taiwan with very excellent products. Mm-hmm. So the few who could speak for this brand. So, so it would be amazing if I could be that person to represent Kavalan and spreading and sharing the flavor and story of our Taiwanese whiskey with the world. That's beautiful. Well, I think we've got to taste it now. This is the classic, <laughs> right? The first, we're talking about the classic first? Yeah. The, the classic, Caitlin, this was your introduction to Kavalan, right? Yes. Nice. It was my introduction to Kavalan as well because I first tasted this in LA yeah. back in 2014, so seven years ago. Mm. When your predecessor was touring the U.S., yeah, and I just fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah. The first yeah. time I had a Cavalon was with the Southern California Whiskey Society, mm-hmm. and it was one of the rare appearances where Chris Udi was representing along with Michael. Michael Reese. Yes, Michael Reese. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic, and I was like, and I had no idea that at the time that Taiwan was producing whiskey, let alone this fantastic. Yeah. 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 This stuff is. Wow. That's lovely. Usually, Kavalan made whiskey. The minimum year is four years. So we only consider to bottle the whiskey after four years. Okay. This is the average of four years whiskey. So you can feel it is quite creamy and it's very mature. Yes. Uh, it's not like the very young whiskey. It's got beautiful legs. Beautiful legs. It's very thick legs on here. 
that's true. Ian Chang is the gentleman who preceded you. He was also Master Blender, correct? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's our former Master Blender and also brand ambassador. Uh-huh. He did a lot of stuff and helping to, and he also leave a great legacy to Copeland. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. He was a great, he was a great storyteller. Uh, you know, he never won Ambassador of the Year. No. From World Whiskey. <laughs> so <laughs> Whiskey. so I'm thinking you must be a very good storyteller as well. So, so Caitlin's got one up on, on good old Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chang. Master the Stiller, yeah. Mr. Chang. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't say so, but he did one this year, Manager of the Year. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. Before we move on to the other two expressions that we have here, the select and the, the Vigno Barrique. I love the Vigno. I won't tell our listeners yet what award that won, but wow. Can we go back and talk about the origin of the Cavallon Distillery? Mm. How did that start? Because, you know, when people think whiskey, they think, well, they think the U.S., they think Scotland, mm. they think Ireland, and increasingly they're thinking about places like Australia, well, Japan, of course, Australia and India, but Taiwan. This is new to most people. How did this happen? Yeah, so... For a long time before Kavalan was established, chairman, our chairman, Mr. Lee Sr., he had already had a deep love for whiskey, and he dreamed of making a 100% single-malt whiskey from Taiwan. So King Car Group, which is the parent group company of Kavalan Distillery, initially it made household cleaning products and then entered the food and beverage industry <laughs> in the Wait, 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 wait. It went from household cleaning products to whiskey? Yes. <laughs> when you think about it, you know, unless you age it, so you don't cut out the heads and the tails, you leave those in. <laughs> And you don't age it in a beautiful barrel. <laughs> you basically have a cleaning product. I mean, it yeah. more can sterilize yeah. things, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I do watch Outlander, and she's constantly pouring whiskey on people's wounds because there's nothing else to clean it with. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So until today, we still produce something like sanitary products and hand wash or, or something. <laughs> yeah, household products. So, so it's quite interesting. Yeah, we have that, that root in the like chemical industry as well. Okay. So 1979, we started to produce mineral water, tea, and four strings. So in Taiwan, you can find a very, very famous coffee chain called Mr. Brown. We also export the canned coffee to a lot of overseas markets. So we would say our founders, they have the bonus and courage to help build up the Cavalry theory to represent Chinese whiskey. And in 2018, the Lee's family, the Lee's father and son, they were honored with uh, Hall of Fame. They became the first Chinese speaking and also first father and son executive. Wow. Yeah, so in Cavalry was established actually in 2005. It's quite late. If you look at our neighbor, Japan, they started with the first theory is Yamazaki in 1923. Well, they had a head start because a Japanese gentleman went to Scotland, studied at Harriet Watt University, and he fell in love with a Scottish woman, and they moved back to Japan, and he knew how to make whiskey. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we need a romantic story to make our. It's a romantic story, yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 A whiskey born of love. 
Yeah. <laughs> Before 2002, we can uh, build our own winery, brewery, or distillery because of the monopoly system in Taiwan. Uh-huh. Only uh-huh. government can produce whiskey, but they didn't do that. Okay. So until 2002, when we joined WTO, we started Kavlan Project because the monopoly system was lifted. So our founders, they sent the research team to so-called five whiskey producing countries, including the United States, Ireland, um, Scotland, Japan, and Canada, um, to look at how they operate their theory and what kind of equipment they use and came back to Taiwan in 2005. They just built the first theory and the first maturation warehouse in nine months. (laughs) It was a quick turnaround. Yeah, that's very quick because we are a family-owned business, so so they can do everything very precisely and also effectively. Yeah, that's the case in too many countries for my taste. (laughs) In some other countries as well, Colombia, for instance. Of course, this is changing, but historically there are countries where alcohol production, be it wine, beer, spirits, yeah. those operations had to be owned by the state. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, that's not the case here. Yeah. yeah. So, but in Taiwan, that law was repealed in 2002? Yeah, it was repealed and allowed private theory mm-hmm. for a private owner to open their own theory. Okay, all right. Was there any whiskey production in Taiwan before Kavalan, you know, a state-owned distillery, or what was produced there by Zhou? Oh, before before we produce whiskey, there is no any other whiskey distillery in Taiwan. We are the one and only at that time. Okay. How about now? Do you guys have a competition now? Are people trying to uh, one-up you? Yeah, so three years later, uh, 2008, the government built their own distillery called Nanto. And then, right now, there are totally three distilleries in Taiwan producing single wall whiskey. Oh, wow. But you guys are the first. You're the original. Yes, we are the first one. The OG, as the kids say. Yeah. Is Kavalan better than the state competition? Oh, I think so. Uh, I cannot say about that. Oh, you can't say. Okay, let's move on. Uh, (laughs) Legally, ladies and gentlemen, Caitlin can't tell us her opinion. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I just had a taste of the distillery select, and it's fabulous. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this expression? Yeah. So uh, distillery select is actually our first uh, really entry level covenant in the portfolio. So this one was created to do food pairing and also to do the whiskey base of any kind of cocktail. So it is very uh-huh. versatile. Yeah. And when you taste it, because it is from the very kind of refuel cast. So when you taste it, you will find it is less woodiness. And uh, also it is quite smooth and silky uh-huh. uh, with the subtropical fruitness. Especially uh, can present our house style of our new make. Mm-hmm. So with like mango, pineapple. It's definitely lighter than the first one. Yeah. It just smells like a uh, calvados. You can smell a lot of... Um, Indeed, calvados. Yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. are apple notes. Very definitely yeah. apple notes. Green um, apple. You said this is aged in refill casks? Yeah, refill casks. Ex-bourbon? Uh, actually, it's uh, various types. So okay. they are all 20 or 13 years old. <laughs> refill casks. 
So it is less with the flavor active, like a flavor profile, like less woodiness. So it, it is very pure mm -hmm. and you can notice all this like toffee sweetness in the whiskey. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it's a variety. It's aged in a variety of casks. Yes. Okay. All right. From all over the world or just Taiwan? Mainly from Japan and Scotland. Oh, Japan and Scotland. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think it's got a very unique flavor. I like it. It's, this um, is it's light. Yeah. It's light. I don't want a cocktail with drink. this. I want to drink no. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Okay. My favorite of the three, because I have to, I'm charged with the duty of opening the bottles as soon as we get them to pour samples for Chef Louise, who does a pairing segment later in the show. I don't know how I got charged with that. I think it's because I want to open I've done it a couple mine. times. A couple, but I think okay. it's because... Because I typically open mine the day of the interview and you yes. don't yeah. want well, well, that's good. I think it's because I, I'm like, oh, this looks really tasty. I should taste it so I can form some questions. Uh -huh. um, but, but my favorite of the three that you sent over yeah. is by far this blue label. It is gorgeous. Oh. I don't know if you can see it. Now, World Whiskey Awards in 2020... 2020, yes, Caitlin? Where was the award in 2015? Yeah, 2015. World's best single malt, single malt whiskey. Yeah. And it's got the most beautiful, like, leather-esque blue case. Oh, yeah. The glorifier is glorious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty special. Mm. Now, the, the award was given in 2015. Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. 2015. Okay. It, it, I know it comes with a certificate. <laughs> now, the world's best single malt. Think about this. How many wonderful world-class single malts are there? Uh, how many? Well, there are, there are many. There are dozens to hundreds of great single malt whiskeys. But this was named best. I'm just saying, it's quite the it achievement. It is quite an honor. And the nose. And the fact that it's not coming from the British Isles. Or America. Or, yeah, yeah, or that. I prefer, as everyone who listens knows, I prefer single malt whiskeys over bourbons or rye. Anything else. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. There's just something about barley that I just, me and barley are buds. And I just love it. I love, <laughs> I love barley in a soup. I love barley in a whiskey. <laughs> I just, I love barley. I love it in soup too. Yeah. So when I saw that we had a world-class winner of a single malt coming our way in this beautiful case, I was, that's another reason I couldn't wait to open it. And I don't know if you can see, but I'm already almost half through because I can't put it down. And I just released my first pour. <laughs> uh, the nose on this is so delicious. Oh. This is released at cask strength. There's 57.1 or 114.5. Tell us about the aging process. Yeah, so it is uh, fully matured in the single wine cask. Uh -huh. So when you look at, this is from single cask, cask series. In Taiwan, uh, we named this the Solis. But because of the trademark reasons, we cannot label it as Solis series in the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. So we named it Vino because the first batch of cask was come from Portugal. Vino mm -hmm. uh, is wine in Portuguese. Mm -hmm. so, uh, when, when you know, say you can find there is a very strong caramel flavor. Mm -hmm. That is actually uh, comes from our special treatment for the wine cask. So before we fill the new make into the cask, we will go through STR treatment, okay. shave, trace, and recharge. So we will shave the very thin layer of the interior side of the cask first. 
to remove unwanted AC compounds, and then we will gently toast it at 250 degrees Celsius to make more vanilla. Yeah, yeah vanilla. Yeah. Like ice cream flavors releasing out. You had you had me at ice cream. <laughs> yeah. It does have definite ice cream flavors for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the last part is the retouring. So we will put the intense fire into the cast to burn to a crisp. You can imagine a very strong fire in the cast to, and the, the ash residue will just remain in the cast. So that brings very beautiful caramel-like sugar flavors to the whiskey. Mm-hmm. Now you say this is 100% matured in all of the aging is done in ex-Portuguese wine casks. Right now we import wine barrels from America and also from France, so different places. So that is why we have to innovate this kind of treatment for the wine cast to secure the consistency and quality for the cast. Mm-hmm. So when you taste Cinnabarri, even it was mature in the single cast from different countries, you still find the basic profile of car- caramel flavor, mm-hmm. yeah, passion fruit or something like peach flavors from this whiskey. Okay, so it is or is not a Portuguese wine cask? Yeah, just from the beginning, we only use wine barrels from Portugal. Okay. After that, yeah, we use different barrels. Okay, so there's a there's a finishing process as well? No. Okay. Full-time mature or full-time mature. Okay, in a Portuguese wine cask. Okay, is it a port cask or just a non-port Portuguese wine? Not port wine. It, it's just not wine, port wine. Wine. Okay. wine cask. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. Okay. All right. This is, yeah. What can I say? Uh, (laughs) We don't need words for this. Question. uh, Cooperage. Do you have your own cooperage? Do you make your own barrels or do you bring in all of your barrels? We have a cooperage for repairing and also for mending the cask. Okay. And we also have a retiring area to do the SDR process to make the flavor alive again. Mm-hmm. So, so we do have the cooperage, but we didn't really make the new barrels by ourselves. Okay, yeah. understood. Does Taiwan have oak? And if it does, have you looked at building barrels from Taiwanese oak? <laughs> Actually, Taiwan is a very small island. Uh-huh. Um, it is covered seventy percent by mountains. Uh-huh. But yep. most oak or pine trees they are located in the national park. Uh-huh. So we cannot cannot explore it then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I have a little side note that's just something fun for a topic. I worked on an Animal Planet show, and I didn't get to go myself, but I sent my crew to Taipei, and then they went through the jungle, and they were looking for some sort of a cat, but... I have some friends now in Taipei, and I've been given the invitation to stop by anytime. So I'm hoping when the TV show takes off, yeah. that not only can I come and visit you, but some of these these other people with yeah. We had some fantastic footage of your beautiful forests and jungles. It's just a gorgeous country. So, wow. How many expressions are in the market right now? Yeah, how many expressions does the distillery produce? And how many expressions could someone in the United States? Yes, in the United States. How many could they buy here in our stores? So far, Alcavala is here to produce 30 different expressions. Wow. 30, 3 zero. Three zero. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a massive orange of whiskey. So we have different series. For example, this series, the last, it's, it's actually a series. 
that we have two with me in this series. Mm-hmm. One is feature uh, subtropical fruitness with the taste. Another one is blends herbal notes and also floral notes. That is the second one. So in the future, we, we will launch in the U.S. Another is Kavalan mm-hmm. series, mainly Betty Single Mall. Mm-hmm. So you can find something like Kavalan Classic. We just taste Kavalan Classic. We use bourbon, sherry, fruit fuel, and also some refill cut to blend this whiskey. Another one is Council Master Series. It's a cat finished whiskey. So this, so this is a single cat question series. So I just say it is non-shell filtrated, non-diluted, and caption series. It retains the fullest flavor from single cat. Also, uh, this year is there than others. And also, artist series, we be in we are in collaboration with Taiwanese master artist Paul Zhang in 2020 to launch first art things with this. So in the United States, I think they can buy the something like uh, Kavalan Classic at 40% and also uh, Bourbon Oak, Sherry Oak at 43%. And also some rare Sherry single cast. Uh, like Amontillado, Mezzanina, PS, Moscatel, always with this. Wow. I think it's around 8 to 10 expressions available in the United States. That's a pretty decent amount, actually. Okay, so one-third of your output is available in the U.S. currently. Yeah, yeah. Is that growing? It is growing. That's because for registration, uh, it takes more time uh-huh. yeah, than in Taiwan. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, so... I wanted to know, out of all the countries that you distribute to, what's the largest number of expressions that you send to a particular country, and which country is the country that gets the most expressions, other than Taiwan, obviously? Other than Taiwan, okay. I think maybe it's Japan. They carry more different expressions of Kavalan, and they also have Kavalan genes. So, and they actually uh, it's so pretty well in Japan. Okay. They, they prefer like sherry cast. And there are five expressions of sherry cast in Kavlan Ren. Do we have any sherry cast expressions in the oh, U.S.? Because yeah. I love those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think right now we have phenol, oloroso, and also the other four rare sherry okay, great. cast I have mentioned. So a total is six, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, so angel share. Angel share varies wildly all over the world, and it's highly dependent on, it's a function of climate, particularly relative humidity. The humidity in Taiwan is notoriously high, and thus the angel share in Taiwan is notoriously high. Can you talk to our listeners about how much you lose every year when whiskey sits in a barrel? So in Taiwan, the humidity is around, in Yilan County especially, it's around 80%. So that is very, very warm and humid there. Look, I grew up in New Orleans, 80%. (laughs) I get it. It's very high. It's very wet. Yeah. Yeah. In summertime, it is. The high heat will make you crazy. Mm-hmm. In winter time, we are very lucky we have COVID from that area. So actually, it brings down the temperature to 8 to 10 degrees Celsius. So actually, the cold and more influence make our whiskey to be massage. Like it is, it has very good breathing and breathe out effect in the cask. Mm-hmm. And so each year uh, from the beginning when we started the theory, it's 10 to 12 percent. But we do some uh, physical treatment to lower down the angel share to about, now it's 
eight to ten. Okay. Eight to ten percent engine share. Yeah. So, do you think that in the future, if you wanted to do really old expressions, do you think you'll be able to do it with that amount of angel share, or are you going to just try it anyway and hope that you can get a few drops out of these barrels <laughs> <laughs> to do it? Yeah, maybe we will. Yeah, try to innovate a way to not harm the flavor, but at the same time we can keep the liquid not too woody, not uh-huh. too like wood juice. <laughs> so right, wood juice still, exactly. <laughs> yeah, trying to do our best. Yeah, but I think actually this kind of high heat it is the profile of cover whiskey. I think we don't really want to change it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so that is why right now our maturation warehouse are are all left to nature mm-hmm. because we hope that yeah the geographic co-condition to shape our whiskey yeah two questions how old is the vino barrique this one if you look at a cast number mm-hmm. you can find uh it starts from a letter is w that means wine okay and the first two numbers for mine is one four so we feel the new make into the barrel in 2014. Okay. okay. Mine is 2012. So we're 2012 then? Yours is older. Yeah. Nice. And, and look at the bottle. You can find the bottling date. Mine is 2020. So mine is a six years Vignoberry. Wait, where does it say for the 20? Oh, on the back, I see something that says 2018, like in a. Oh, yeah. It says 521 2018 US. Uh, so this is my dad's birthday, actually. 521. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Cheers to you, Woody. And his name is Woody, which is Woody. appropriate for a barrel. <laughs> My follow-up question is, what is the oldest Kavalan that is available, in not in the U.S., but anywhere? What is the oldest whiskey that Kavalan has released? Oh, has released. So, so I have traveled around the world, and I have found like 12 years ago, single cast from Kavalan at Duty Free. Mm-hmm. Story. Nice. Yeah, so maybe around 12, and there will be the release single mode that is the oldest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And what's the oldest that you regularly release, like that you have as a special edition? Do you have like a 12 year that you regularly put out? So for bourbon cuts, because it is smaller, around 180, so usually it takes three to five years for maturation. Mm-hmm. And for sherry cut, usually it takes more seven to nine years. Uh, for white cat, usually we find it's around five to six years. Okay. So it depends on each cat and the size and also the condition of the maturation. Okay. Okay. Mm. Do you have any whiskey in the warehouse that uh, you're experimenting with, say looking at like 20, 22, 24 year releases that you're monitoring for quality? Yeah, we, we did. So we still have some cats filled in 2005. Wow. <laughs> yeah, looking at, because some people believe that there is the satellite circulation of the maturation. Like around like eight years, they will be go to a high perfection of maturation again, something like that. Yeah. So we do have some whiskey, very old, very old. Mm-hmm. Have you tasted it? I, I didn't, but I have tasted some around 11 years mm-hmm. in the maturation warehouse. We're nearing the end of our interview. We always end with cocktail talk. Do you drink cocktails? Yeah, I do. Do you make cocktails with Kevlon? And if so, which expressions are your favorite to make cocktails with? Uh, Yeah, that'll be Distillery Select. (laughs) This one. Aha, the Distillery Select. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this one I will recommend to make Blood and Sense. 
A Blood in Sand. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. Beautiful for four seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we will replace traditional scotch with more diverse select mm-hmm. and use the lemon juice to replace the orange juice. Mm-hmm. So it will make it sweeter and a, bit, a little bit sour. Mm-hmm. So you can find the caramel smoothness from the series select. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it is very beautiful. Yeah, I have the recipe if, if you would like to. <laughs> yeah, send it to me, please. I'll put it in the show notes so people can make them at home. Yeah, that would be great. What are your favorite cocktails? When you walk into a bar, when Caitlin Tsai walks into a bar, and Kavalan is not on the menu, <laughs> what does Caitlin Tsai order? I like sidecar. Mm. Uh-huh. I like something sour and sweet. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit brandy. A brandy cocktail, yeah. But I will use Kavalan Smelly's brandy. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. I love- yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I will say the Kavalans across the board have a very rich wine quality to them. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So brandy would make sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to back up just a little bit. Out of the three expressions that you sent to us, which is your favorite in order from favorite to not as favorite? <laughs> but still you like very much. Oh, yeah. Mara, oh, my baby. <laughs> Depends on my mood. If I need to talk with someone very important, I would choose to be new very because Makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it is a long drink. I can't. Well, good. Yeah. That's very important. Okay. Yeah. We are very important. Yeah. See, that's great. Yeah. That was the answer, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're at home and you're just having your own little tipple, which is the bottle that you reach for? So, the distillery select will be my first choice. The distillery select, okay. Nice. Okay. Yeah, alone at home. And before going to bed, I will drink about 10 milliliters and it will get me very well sleep. <laughs> so, That's very precise. Yeah, very beautiful thing. Nice, nice. Well, I think all three of these expressions are fantastic and yes. I, I absolutely love the vino it's by far my favorite i think it's got a fantastic story there's a little story here every cask is especially selected by the master blender for its distinct <laughs> character and fine distillery quality each bottle is meticulously bottled and labeled for your unique sampling pleasure and i'm impressed with myself because i can read that oh well, that's because i'm wearing my glasses but it's very small print and my eyes are it is yeah it is small <laughs> But I absolutely love this expression. I love all of them, but I have not had this one before you sent it, and I just fell in love. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for having Kavalan at, at the food cuisine. Yes. We're very happy to have featured both Kavalan and you. Thank you so much. Yes, and up next, we're going to have Chef Louise Leonard pair and or cook with one of these lovely expressions. So I can't wait to see what she's going to come up with because I can only imagine something very tasty because every single one of these are so great. She's going to fall in love with these. Oh, she totally is. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so when we put this out, I will let you know so you can listen and find out what it is that she decides to cook with because it's going to be fun. Okay. But thank you so much, Caitlin, for being here today. You have a great story. I loved hearing all about Cavalon's history and how it became what it is today. And I'm so excited that you guys have so many expressions. And I can't wait to put this out there so that more people will learn about your whiskey. Thank you so much, Carrie and Philip. Thank you, Caitlin. I really much appreciate this opportunity. We will welcome you anytime to come on the theory. And it will be great if you can spend a couple of days 
in Taiwan, then we can bring you to the nice restaurants and nice bar. Oh, uh, yeah, and we have a couple of whiskey bar. <laughs> oh, dinner and a show. Okay. Yeah. We will not say no to that. We will not say no to that. All right. Hope to see you soon when the pandemic is over. Likewise. World of Wheezy is up next. Stay with us. Hey, do you like whiskey, food, and adventure? I do. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Philip. I'm Louise. I'm the chef. Chef Louise Leonard, as in our World of Wheezy segment host here on the podcast, and Whiskey, a Chef's Journey. That's Chef. That's right. The project that started this very podcast. The series stars our very own chef, Louise Leonard, winner of Emmy-winning The Taste on ABC. And explores and connects the worlds of whiskey and food, city by city, country by country. Would you like to see this spirited culinary adventure on a TV near you? Well, you can by helping us finish the pilot episode through our crowdfunding campaign. For more information, including behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and incentives. And to make a pledge, visit our website, whiskeyachefsjourney.com. Or search for our campaign, Whiskey A Chef's Journey, at gofundme.com. That's gofundme.com now. Well, I think it's a cheers to that. <laughs> Let's. Cheers. cheers. Hey, Louise, nice to have you this week. This week, we are talking about Taiwanese whiskey from Cavalon. And we had Caitlin on, and she was fantastic. She had all these great things to tell us, and she's also an award winner for this year's Whiskey Awards. So which expression did you choose? Well, hello there, Carrie. And I'm not sure if I'm picking your favorite. I mean, I had I had a clear favorite, I think, for just drinking for sure. And that was the Vino Barrique. So what I'm going to tell you, though, is I'm pairing with the Cavalon Classic. And here's why. I had this moment while drinking it where I'm like, I know exactly what I want to pair with this. And I simply cannot think of a better food to pair with Taiwanese whiskey than with a pork belly bao. And for those of you out there who maybe have not experienced the glory of such a snack, it is a steamed bun, maybe three to four inches around, fluffy, and it's stuffed with pork belly that's been braised in a mixture of white wine, soy sauce, Chinese five spice powder. Sometimes they're topped crushed peanuts and pickled mustard greens and cilantro. You know, here in LA, you know, we have a large Taiwanese community, so you have a lot of different chefs doing tons of fun things with bao but if we went for just like the classic flavors it would definitely be a a sweet and salty pork belly and so that is what i was going with and i just have to say i think the sweetness of the pork picks up a lot of the vanilla in the whiskey and it's a real serious match made in heaven so classic taiwanese snack classic Taiwanese whiskey. Perfect. That sounds amazing. And I actually had pork belly last night and then for breakfast this morning. And had I talked to you earlier, I would have saved that pork belly to try it with this expression because I didn't even think about it. Yeah, but you would have needed the steamed bun to go along with it. True. Very crucial element of this dish. Yes. Well, it sounds fantastic. And of course, as usual, can't wait to try it. And I appreciate your input on this this week. And I can't wait to see what you have for us next week. So thank you so much. You are welcome. Let's talk next week.
For show notes on today's podcast, please visit our website at spiritsofwhiskey.com. That's whiskey with an E. We'll include links and supporting documents from today's stories in this episode's blog post. As always, you'll see upcoming topics, a guest roster, and links to past shows. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, Slanchava. Spirits of Whiskey is produced by First Real Entertainment and the Center for Culinary Culture, home of the Cocktail Collection, and is available via Anchor, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are heard.